Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>- to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 114. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we were forced to suffer through a terrible, terrible rendition of Fantastic Four. Oh, rise of the Silver Surfer, which is a dumb title because it, the, there's no rise. <laughs> it's just like here. Fantastic Four. Hey, the Silver Surfer's here. All right, see you later. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the Silver Surfer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, although I'll say Todd, this. I'm tired of watching bad movies. I, I, listen, agree. Hard agree on that one. I can't do it anymore. Y- yes. Agree. Agree. You know what disappointment? Do you remember when the um, Russo brothers were working on Infinity War and Endgame? Uh-huh. And at one point, they teased us with a shot of like one of the omnibus editions of the Infinity Saga comics, like the the single hardbound book, and it had all like the tabbed, like the post-it note tabs in the side. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, they're like they're going right to this source. There are so many places in this movie where it's clear that the writers they knew the source material they were working with. There are so many like you know tips of the hat, nods to the fan. References to the source material. I'm so disappointed that it 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 misses in such a huge way. Oh, it it misses in in every way. Like <laughs> I, I we we were joking in the pre roll. I long for other movies. I long for Fantastic Four, both other versions. <sighs> because at least those seemed like fun. Well, not the not the Miles Teller one. That was just a dreary, sad mess. But oh, okay. I thought you were. Oh, you mean. Oh. Oh, you mean you mean the the first the, Fantastic Four? This team 
Yeah. And then the Roger Corman. <laughs> sure. No, 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 no. I, I, oh. I don't know about Roger Corman. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. No, I just mean like this movie, like the sequel makes uh, this movie makes the, the first one look like Paddington two. <laughs> oh, that that's a high bar. As you know, uh, yeah. Paddington <laughs> two is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, yeah. It's just, and and wasting an enormous amount of talent. I'll get it out of the way right now. I read a note, I don't know if you saw this note, that Jessica Alba was asked to, and I quote, cry prettier, and oh. they would just add it in in post, the tears. So may I say, Tim Story, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Because everyone rags on Jessica Alba for not being a very good actor, but it's because of these movies where she's just like, the honey sex it, pot. It's the Kristen Stewart first Twilight movie, right? It's Natalie Portman in the prequels. Like sure. I was like, Natalie yeah. Portman's a bad actor in those movies. Absolutely. You wonder why? Because George Lucas didn't give a fuck about giving anybody an iota of direction. It was just, no, we're going to make it look cool in post. Spoiler, you did not. <laughs> they did not. All right. Uh, once again, we need the Ron. Ha- do you think we could, do you think Ron Howard's on cameo? Could we get him to just do like a couple generic, like, they did not. You're like arrested. I know because it's so hard to find those specific ones. It really, it really is. It isn't. I'm not going back and watching all the rest of development just to find those. Yeah, I. You know, it. So you know, peeking behind the curtain. Uh, so we have a, a collection, a library of our sound effects, clips, drops mm-hmm, that we've mm-hmm. pulled. You know, so certainly like Gary Oldman's. You know, you 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 save them because you're going to use them again. Uh, I I went through. I think the only thing I ever was able to pull that I thought was remotely usable was a a um, the the members of the blue blue family doing their impression of a chicken. Mm-hmm. Because you're a chicken. You're a chicken. Cuckoo kacha. Cuckoo kacha. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? My yeah. women. I haven't found the right girl. When I do, I will ask her out. Has anyone in this family ever even seen a chicken? The Lincoln. Oh come on! But you know, I can't. That's more visual than anything else. It's more visual. But you know, for it's so iconic. I'm just so disappointed that someone hasn't created like a soundboard. Of Ron Howard Arrested Development clips. What was the one where somebody somebody made fun of Happy Days and yeah, yeah and the narrator's like he has gone too far. I, I didn't right. realize it was Ron Howard until oh. that. It's like I don't understand this joke, and then I looked up I'm like oh, because it's Opie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. All right, but and then, you know what? Uh, you know, um, Henry Winkler showed up, who I learned today has. A decades-long beef with Tom Hanks. What? Isn't that sad? Two of the nicest guys in Hollywood. What? Tell me well, more. Um, Instead of talking about this movie, tell me yeah, more we about can, that. We just, yeah, we'll just. Uh, uh, so the movie uh, Turner and Hooch, uh, right. a movie that makes Casey cry. Um, it's a good movie. It's yeah, except for the ending. Um, <laughs> hashtag the dog should have lived. Um, the original director was Henry, Henry Winkler? Winkler. And I did not know that. 
he and Tanks, for some reason, were butting heads, not not going great. And then um, Tom Hanks, because he had done Big and a couple other movies, they um, had him fired. <gasps> no. So, yeah, neither one of them really talk about it or to each other. I'm like, you could bury this hatchet pretty quickly. Oh. You guys that- seem like two awesome people. There's someone else oh. that Henry Winkler has a grudge with. And I'm like, oh, I, I feel ha- like that is, I'm genuinely heartbroken over that. I'm and it feels genuinely like Henry, heartbroken. Henry Winkler's the kind of person that's like, oh, like, hey, everything's cool and great. But if you scorn him, you're dead to him. Like, oh, I, he, he seems so nice. What was but he? If you piss him off, I, I get it. Like, oh. oh, man. Oh, that's disappointing. I think he, what did I see him on? Was it. Seth Meyers, Late Show, maybe when, after he won the Emmy for Barry, mm, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, it's just like, oh, that's disappointing. Okay, all right. Well, there's. Well, shit, that's ruined my night. Okay. Well, oh, th- this movie didn't ruin your night because I feel like this movie <laughs> ruined my night. Uh, well, <sighs> okay. Listen, uh, we've got some things to get to work through before we work through this movie. So, well, first and foremost, to help us talk about this movie. Uh, we've got to talk about the beer we are drinking, since we are... Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? You know, Casey, I literally messaged you on my way from Branching Out Bottle Shop, the mm-hmm. uh, our beer shop of choice here in, uh, uh, in the greater Syracuse, New York area. You will not find a better beer selection anywhere, anywhere as evidenced by our pick for this one. I walked into the shop, looked around, found it, went from there... On my way to your house, and I said I was literally excited for you to see this one. I don't I know if you there's... skipped up to my door. No, <laughs> you're not wrong. I don't know if we've ever had a better pairing of movie and beer. Mm-hmm. So uh, this beer comes to us from a local brewery, and I mean like very local, like Syracuse, Casanova, the Greater Syracuse, New York area, Myers Creek Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool place. They got a, they got a couple locations here. Um, this beer, you know, I can't even do it ju- justice, so I'm going to ask my good friend Ron Burgundy to tell us. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. And of course, this is Myers Creek Brewing Company's own The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> I mean, a movie I'd much rather talk about. Either yes, one. Even yes. the sequel. Yeah, even the sequel. That was fine. Uh, so, uh, Myers Creek, this is their beer. It's an American style IPA, 6.25% alcohol by volume. It's a West Coast style India Pale Ale with Cascade and Talus hops. All right. Acquiring beer. Yeah, I'll take, I'll wait for you. Fully worked on here. Well, that was a good one. Oh, oh, I see that oh, peak see. on it. Oh, I got a little on myself there. Oh, oh boy. Don't get any hor- human torch on you. <laughs> it burns for a different reason. Oh. Oh, boy. That that uh, hop aroma coming off the beer. Um, my beer poured like it's something out of a beer commercial. Look at that pour. Yeah. Look at that head. Looking That's beer. nice. Looking beer. All right. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Hmm. It's solid beer. It's a solid beer, and it's definitely got that hoppy IPA bite. I mean, it's there are a lot Chuck of Chuck would that, hate this. Chuck would hate this beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm a fan of Myers Creek. They've got, a, if, if you know the Syracuse area, um, over in the Inner Harbor, they've got mm-hmm. a new uh, location, which is really cool. They got great food there um, and great beers. And this is on tap there right now. Um, but boy, I'm happy with this beer. So, same. I really Cheers. enjoy it. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Better than the movie we're here. Better than the movie. I mean, how many how many fucking times have I said that? Oh, well, I have a feeling we're going to say it a few more times. Good lord. Um, so let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, mm. You mentioned mm. you mentioned Tim's story. Uh, that is the director of this film. Rap he directed bastard. the first one. Um, he also directed um, Taxi, Barbershop, Ride Along. Uh, those, crap, he, crap, crap, crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride Along mm-hmm. was good. And right along too. I, right along was funny. Uh, he di- he also directed the Kevin Hart, um, the documentary they did after the controversy when he got booted from hosting the Oscars. Let oh let me explain. Oh wait oh wait wait. Hang on, I might be misremembering. I don't think that's the you know, no. That's his. I'm sorry. That's the. That's concert. just a stand up special. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um, the only thing I know of Ride Along Two. Yep. Is from the trailer when he gets blown back by something, Kevin Hart, and he's he's like scrunched up and he's like, <laughs> back, my ass. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. funny. Right. What was that one? I I've, feel I've, like but it... I now I just put Kevin Hart in the same category as Jennifer Coolidge. I'm I'm over the shtick. Find something new. Got it's it. The same it. shit every time. Like the <laughs> commercial last night. Spoiler for when this episode was recorded last night um i'm sorry uh please bleep the first two times i say that the big game we do not yeah, want to get sued that's right. that's right um they uh had a jennifer coolidge uh ad did you see it uh i did not oh god it's just her putting on makeup she's like oh wow oh this makeup is so oh wow oh i feel like a smooth dolphin because she said the thing about wanting <laughs> to voice a dolphin like yeah yeah i can't do it i can't I can't do it anymore. Like she was so talented and fun and awesome at the beginning of her career, and now she just does the same shtick in everything. And I'm just like, <sighs> that's unfortunate. I mean, I, I, uh, Kevin Hart's always kind of done the same thing. Even he was he showed up on uh, Modern Family for a couple episodes as um, Phil's neighbor that just kind of oh that's disappeared right. for- when he became Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'm looking. Okay, he's not credited as a director. Uh, so it was Kevin Hart. Don't fuck this up. Is the documentary that's actually really good, worth watching. Came out in 2019. Where can you was, watch it? Uh, I feel like I saw it on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. All right. Um, it's and it's really good. I mean, it's uh, and it's so it's all about you know his infidelity and the subsequent divorce and his life and. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Is that why he lost the the Oscar thing? Because no, that was no. because of some some old jokes he had done that were described as homophobic, and um, oh, that's right. Yeah. It, and it was one of those ones where they were way in the past. He had since addressed them, and I think he was, you know, uh, I think he had reached a point where like I've talked about this, I've apologized. I'm I'm not going to keep going back to that, and I. So James Gunn. Uh yeah, I mean basically yeah, and um because he had apologized for the tweets. Now, poop uh, shame on James Gunn for not deleting those tweets if you if you're embarrassed by them. But someone would have still found them. There's no way yeah. to actually delete delete them. But 
Yeah, I mean that exactly. So, um, but we yeah. don't know the real reason they went after him. Exactly, which was his criticism of Donald Trump and the far right. So, yeah. ding dongs, all of them. Uh, exactly. Um, and I was looking. So Tim's story has directed a number of his why um, comedy specials. Why? I, do, I why did we allow this series. man to continue to direct? Why do we let <sighs> him continue to cause pain? Uh, listen, I'm. I wonder if. I wonder to what extent he was not like the ultimate say, right? Like, you know, we're we're in this age of uh, well, with the Flash trailer dropping of like different universes within the same, you know, like the multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say that this, both Fantastic Four movies, obviously, yep. and the Ghost Riders all live in the same. Everything's thirty five percent shittier in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah. real, like, God damn, this, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, you want to hear some Elmas cats? Um, well, let me let me uh, finish out the production team. Uh, okay. So three, get, three guys get writing credits. Oh, God, um, three and, people. And two of them, you know, have some stuff. So Don Payne mm-hmm. uh, wrote Thor, Thor sure, the Dark World. Sure did. Uh, also wrote my super ex girlfriend. Did you ever see that with Uma Thurman? Yes. Uh, we'll do a quick reshoot it, here. Uh, uh, I I sent him an email after he emailed us about it. But yes, Patrick Patrick, super ex girlfriend is in the helmet. Yes, it is. Uh, it. I love that movie. I would Never seen much it. rather watch. Oh, when we pull it, you're going to be delighted. Um, it's Uma Thurman and Luke Wilson. Yeah, and Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Oh, she's in it too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Before before she trans- transitioned, but yeah, yeah. Um, She's always been awesome. Now, interestingly, so Don Payne, so Thor: The Dark World, we've covered it here. I think while the movie as a whole was disappointing, you know the the relationship between Thor and Loki is really good, and there's really good stuff in there. There's a lot of moments in this movie with the relationship between the team. That I thought were was really strong and really solid. Hard to disagree, but okay. Reed and Ben. Oh, I oh thought. Oh my god. No, I thought there were moments no. that real where because again the whole dynamic of the fam, Fantastic Four has always been that they are a family, right? And I and I think you definitely see glimpses of that. And I don't know if it's this you know if it was the director, the studio, the editor. Um, I don't know what got in the way of that or the, the script. Something even. did. Something. Something did. did yeah. Um. So Mark Frost also gets a writing credit. He was uh, the co-creator of Twin Peaks. His first, uh, he also did a lot of writing, starting mm-hmm. in TV on a show that I grew up loving, The Six Million Dollar Man. Oh he my wrote God, two episodes. Lee Majors. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote, uh, he wrote on Hill Street Blues. He wrote on Twin Peaks. He wrote, uh, also wrote on the first Fantastic Four movie. Uh, and then finally, John Terman is the third writer. He wrote, hold on. Ang Lee's Hulk, uh, as well as um, the Ben 10 Alien Swarm was the TV movie. Um, So that's the production team. God damn it. (laughs) All of them, all all of them should be ashamed of what they did. All right. So first, uh, originally, Nick Fury was going to be in this film. Oh, Okay. But he was written out and replaced with General Hager. Holt. So was there a moment where Holt was Nick Fury? 
Oh, I could totally. I mean, I mean, that's basically what Fury does in the in the early MCU, right? Like he mm-hmm. he shows up when the world is in trouble, and he's got to you know get these um, talks down to humans. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, got to get them whipped into shape. Yeah. Um. So, uh, two th- other things about the wonderful Andre Brower. Um, yes. he is a lifelong, uh, fantastic four fan. This is why I did he not did know this. that. Yeah. This is why he did this movie. What? And, uh, he turned down a, uh, oh, supporting no. role on ER to do this. Oh, ouch. Oh, I think, I think he was, he one. was, do- he was doing the, um, David Caruso cause he had done, Homicide Life on the Streets, and NBC probably offered him uh, uh, ER, and he's like, I'm going to go make a movie, and this is the movie he chose to make. This, <sighs> this is the movie. Instead of ER, one of the greatest uh, TV dramas of And I'm tr- all time. I was trying to do the mental math and figure out who he was supposed to be. So he would have been too old to be, so if I'm just looking at the race of the characters on the show... And the time period of the show, because the show's full up and running. 94 is when the show started. Yeah. Year after Jurassic Park. This comes out in um, 2007. So this movie, I mean, ER is a stalwart, full machine in, uh, or cog in the machine that is NBC at this point. Yeah, so it runs for 15 seasons. Jesus Christ. So that would take us up to like 2009. So near the know, end. Near the end of the run. Yeah, wonder I if he was going to be the. <sighs> I definitely watched it around that time, but I can't. Oh, remember. I watched. I watched every fucking episode of that show. I love the shit out of ER. It's a good show. Especially when Linda Cardellini showed up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot your big Linda Cardellini. Hot Nurse uh, Sam? Absolutely. Yeah. And Maura Tierney. When the two of them were on the show together. Oh, yeah. oh God, Maura Tierney. It, it's so jarring. Um, what? Maura Tierney was also, was it? Was she on news radio? Yes, she, she was. The, she, she, that's I, where I fell in love with her because she's the, fantastic on that. The too. jarring disconnect between how funny she was in news radio, like, and how somber, like, the show of ER is. That would always. But she always say, had the funny moments. She was the kind of, you know, she yeah, was with that's Luca. True. That's true. Do you want to spend the rest of the episode talking about <laughs> we favorite can't. moments on ER? No. <laughs> Listen, Hill Street Blues. I mean, the, yeah, you, you know, we, we wouldn't have NYPD Blue if we didn't have Hill Street Blues. So, yeah. Oh. And we wouldn't have ER if we didn't have ER. <laughs> there was an older E slash oh, R also on NBC, but it was more like zany comedy. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do not remember that. Holy cow. Nobody does. It only ran like nine episodes. It was pretty bad. Oh, okay. Um, it ran longer than nine episodes. Just It was bad. So the only uh, almost cast, obviously, because almost everybody else came back. Yep. From the first film that we have any interaction with. Uh, for the Silver Surfer. Yes. Originally, I need to point out, do you know who plays the Silver Surfer? I do. Uh, voice or physical? Physical. Uh, Doug, the great Doug Jones. Well, I and a, he was originally skin, supposed to be voice. I need if a you skinny wa- alien type. <laughs> Get me he's, Doug Jones. He's literally fucking playing it right now. He's on Is, Star Trek um, Discovery. Wait, do we need him to swim? Or surf. Yes. All right. Does, does he Doug need to, to fuck a deaf woman? Yes. Oh, oh, listen, good for him. Good for him. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he um if well uh, you have to find it for for this to work yeah when you drop the trailer for this in guardians it, yeah. in the original trailer if you listen to that much like with teenage mutant ninja turtles it is the fill-in voice of doug jones no kidding and they pulled a uh what's his name darth vader on him mm-hmm. they pulled uh david prowess yeah yeah same thing same thing doug didn't know until like i believe the premiere he has talked about it and he oh was like, that is that is fucked up that is just rude Yep. Uh, so also, I guess behind Doug Jones's back, um, some people that auditioned were Jaiman Hinsu. Oh, okay. Go on to be a couple other characters in the Marvel in Cinematic the Universe. Yeah. Gary Sinise. I, I mean, yes. But when you think of Gary Sinise's voice, do you think he'd make a really good... Oh, I guess he does all those... Um, he does a bunch of the um, the the yep the documentarian does all the stuff for PBS to the Civil War oh, baseball. Yeah, um, Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. he's the narrator for he's a lot got of like those. that elder statesman kind of voice yeah. when he's when he's doing that stuff. Yeah. Now yep. the third one, um, can we just get him in a Marvel movie? He's already in another Disney property, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh please! I yes. Love me some Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Who would who would he be good as? I mean, if we if we didn't oh, if we didn't already have him, I would say, and you know, a thin tenuous connection with some other characters, swordsman, because I feel like he could also be a good bad guy. Hmm. Sure, he's played. I mean, uh, spoiler for Scream Three. He's or two, two. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Was oh, he in two? I don't even remember that. Yeah, when they're in college, he's he's spoiler the killer. Yeah, let's see. I, otherwise, if you're gonna cast him, he's kind of got to be like the like the old veteran, right? So mm-hmm. that'd be a tough one. I don't know who I. I mean, I'd like to see him in it. I don't know. I just want to get all the good actors back. I, in. All, I mean, I want I want Nathan Fillion as Simon Williams. I mean, mm, just, well, it's gonna be um, fuck. Who's gonna be Wonder Man? Oh, it is a a black actor, which I don't have an issue because of that. I just wanted, um, I just want Nathan Fillion. Uh, oh, what's his name? Right, we saw that announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see you. Huh. Uh, don't show me Nathan Fillion. That's just mean. T- Tom Ellis. Oh, you know who it is? Who? Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. That's who it is. And I say, fuck yes. <laughs> I am not familiar with his work. I don't. You believe. sure are. He's Black Manta. Oh yes, yes. and he's oh, also yeah. uh, spoiler for Watchmen. He's Doctor Manhattan in the TV show. show. Oh, in the TV show. Got it. He's still didn't uh, Regina that. Hall's uh, husband there. That ends up being the very well hung <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> Remember when they showed his penis? Like, good for you. Good for you. If you're recreating you. a cosmic dong, it's you know it's, it's gonna be it's Gaia Matula Abdul Mati in the seconds. Yeah, he's also yeah. in something else. Uh, oh right, he's Morpheus in the Matrix uh, Resurrections. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was Candyman in the reboot of Candyman. But there's something really weird he was in. What? 
Oh, that's right. He's in, because um, we just watched it on New Year's with my cousins in Ohio. He's in The Greatest Showman. Is he really? He's uh, he's Zendaya's uh, brother in it. And I'm like, I do not remember that. Yeah, I'm a tool. He's dancing and singing. I'm like, good for you, buddy. Huh. Okay. All okay. right. Um, well, <coughs> listen, <coughs> we've we pussyfooted around it long enough. As always, there's money in the banana stand. There is. And there's money somewhere in this movie. How much does this movie make? Yeah, so uh, this one comes out in 2007, as I said. Budget of 120 to $130 million. It does $300 million at the box office, which was down from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, $2,007 to 2023, the conversion factor, $1.43. So that budget becomes $171 million to $186 million, and 400 excuse me, $430 million-ish uh, in the box office, which, I mean, it's not that good of a movie. <laughs> uh, well, and also, uh, it was considered a flop. There was supposed to be a third Fantastic Four and a Silver yep. Surfer solo film, and they were both scrapped when... Now, now 2007's too early. I was just trying to think of, like, maybe they also scrapped it because Fox knew they were going to be selling rights to Disney, but not that early. No, this was before. This is a year before Iron Man comes out, 2008. Right. Oh, right, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, so there's not even an ink. That, it, no, Fox just was like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Disney Disney doesn't own Marvel Studios at this point. You know, yeah. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. We, right? this, yeah, this is the dredges of... of uh, this, is, I mean, this may be the low point of the... Modern age superhero movies. I mean, it's certainly so. We've talked about many times about how pre MCU. You know, yeah, we've gone in these kind of peaks and troughs of you know you have phenomenal superhero movies like the Christopher Reeve Superman, mm. the Keaton Batman, but then they progress long enough to get to really shitty like Howard the Duck and Superman Four and Batman uh, and Robin. There's a connection to Howard the Duck with this movie. Uh. Okay, well, I look forward to... Oh, I can uh, do it right now. It's oh, not sure. anything. It, it's, oh, it's just, what's the rate? Do you remember what the uh, MPA rating on this was? Uh, this is a PG movie. The last PG movie? Howard the Duck. The last Mar- PG Marvel movie was no Howard kidding. the Duck. <laughs> Which also, if you remember, much like I'm going to say in this movie, it probably should have been PG-13. Uh, why? Because of the... She spirit? tries to fuck the duck. <laughs> Oh, this I'm, no, I'm been, sorry. And this, meant, no, this I'm should sorry. have been PG-13 also. For, uh, Some of the... Uh, uh, Holt's death is pretty fucking violent. Uh, yeah. All right. And, and, you know, Jessica Alba's naked because gross well, old men. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then, uh, in case it feels like we're about ready to transition here. So in that case, I think we better... Oh, roll that film. So, Todd, it's my turn to have a note before we start the Wikipedia. <laughs> Please, go ahead. And I'd just like to say, uh, I mean, who gives a shit about spoiling, even when we're talking about this? Galactus is the first thing we see. Yep. And uh, Galactus uh, makes the universe's biggest bowling ball. He drills three holes in it, and then he rolls it <laughs> he away. He rolls it away. I'm like, it's a fucking bowling ball. What are we doing? Yeah. So, Galactus and the Silver Surfer are the, the two big additions uh, compared to the first movie from two years prior. Um, so they both make their first appearances in Fantastic Four number 48, way back in March of 1966. This is the heyday of Marvel Comics. 
Um, these two characters are created by Stanley and Jack the King Kirby. Mm-hmm. Thinking I mentioned it last time, but it could have been. I could have mentioned it during another movie, but I was I was trying to remember what they call the little those signature bits of art in Jack Kirby illustrations. You remember, I was yes. talking, so yeah, I can't remember what they are. So they are called Kirby Crackles or Kirby Dots. It is an oh, how fun. Yeah, it is an artistic. So I'm reading from the wiki. It's an artistic convention in superhero and science fiction comic books and similar illustrations in which a field of black is used to represent negative space around unspecified kinds of energy. Kirby hmm. crackles are typically used in illustrations of explosions, smoke, the blast from ray guns, cosmic energy, outer space phenomena. So the Kirby crackle, Kirby dots, also the squiggles, those iconic um, Kirby uh, you know, elements of his style. I would say... Nowhere better represented than in Galactus's design, right? Which is just bizarre and alien looking, but it doesn't matter because he's a fucking smoke cloud in this. Oh, oh my because God. you know why? They were going to save him for the next movie. Ultimate Galactus looks like this. Oh. Galactus from the Ultimate Universe is a big fucking cloud. He may become the giant man. I, I, I never read that far, but I remember. Hang on. Let me just triple check my math here. Yeah. I thought I read. Uh, I, I thought I read that it was a like an artistic decision because they didn't. They wanted to like save the reveal. No, it looks like he's a big giant fucking guy in the alternate universe. Yeah, when we do alternate universe Galactus. Yeah, I mean, it's so disappointing. The first movie trashes one of Marvel's best villains, Victor Von Doom. Spoiler: oh God. They don't do much don't, better in this. They don't one. do much better in this one. Um, although there are some nods to classic Doom storylines, so I'll point those out when we get to them. Um, hmm. But, you know, they squander Doom. They squander him here. Then they bring in Galactus, and they waste one of the most iconic and coolest beings. Looking characters. Yeah, like, looking. like The design of, of Galactus is fucking badass. Fuck yeah, yeah. You, you know, I think Galactus is such an interesting character um, he's almost like a cosmic Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like there is no morality attached. He's he's essentially a force of nature, a, a destructive force of nature that threatens the existence of everything around it. One hundred percent. Silver Surfer, I think, shares a very similar space as Namor will in Fantastic Four comics and other places, right? In which at times he is villainous working against the heroes at times he becomes an ally um mm-hmm. you know we get a the barest hint of that here but but who cares who the fuck cares yeah it's this it, is gonna be the last time we have to talk about this group of the uh, fantastic four yeah i guess it's just and i'm so, happy about that it's just so disappointing and i'll point out when we get to them but the places where it's clear that they were pointing back to the source material i'm just so disappointed because there's you know, Fantastic Four was not one of the comics I collected, but nope. there are epic stories in there. And it wasn't like I didn't think they were bad. It just they weren't, you know, my team. Right. I, I don't understand how you go back to all this phenomenal source material and end up with such a shitty result. No, oh, um, you hired the three people oh. that wrote this film. <laughs> oh. I mean, it, it comes down to them or the editor. Who, who do you want to blame? <sighs> I mean, it could be the studio as well. I mean, let's not let's not spare the studio. 
I mean, Fox has had their fair share of fucking up good movies. Looking at you, the Wolverine. Yeah. So a silver object enters Earth's atmosphere, taking, I don't know what the fuck route it's taking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to hit all the landmarks. Sure. Sure. Because that's what you do. It's on the, uh, the sightseeing tour, right? You want to see all the big sites. You got you to see everything. Clearly. Radiant cosmic energy that creates massive molecular fluctuations and causes deep craters at locations across the Earth. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we could afford the music rights to David Lee Roth's Ice Cream Man? Because what it's really doing is freezing everything in its weight. So i just like to drop in a little bit of... Uh, well, no, we probably can't afford it. And Ryan. Well, we could, you know, uh, there's also Elsa. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, we can afford that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, again, uh, anyone wants to sue us, go right ahead. We don't have any fucking money, so <laughs> go right ahead. Sue us. Don't sue Night Shift Radio. Yeah, that's right. Night Shift Radio has nothing to do with what we do on this podcast. They just host us, thankfully. That's right. Uh, the government, led by Holt himself, <laughs> uh, approaches Reed Richards to track movements of the object. I love how oversimplified, the, I'm just realizing it, sorry, I don't have it as a note, but I yeah. love how oversimplified, not, not even the person who wrote this Wikipedia gives a shit about this movie. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, sure, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll skip to the end. This is a movie for, I mean... Uh, Fair. It's supposed to be a movie for little kids. Yes. For little kids who like superheroes, right? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Now, Reed and Susan Storm prepare for their wedding amidst huge media hush and publicity. We get a an appearance of Stanley, actual Stanley. Invitation, sir. Um, I should be on that list. Name? Stanley. Yeah. Uh, nice try, buddy. No, nice no, try. really. Nice I'm Stanley. Yeah. Which is making fun of when Sue and Reed got married in the comics. Actual Stanley showed up at the wedding. Yes, yes, yes. I believe both Stan and Jack showed up at the wedding, if I remember correctly. Oh, maybe I, not. I didn't know that. I might be. I might About be wrong. But like they, they like they animated. They animated. They drew Stan and Jack at, at least in the wedding party. I don't know if they were like, hey, look, it's Stanley and Jack Kirby at Sue and Reed's wedding. Um, I don't know about that one, but. If I remember correctly, a god figure shows up a couple times in the Marvel Marvel comics, and he's supposed to be evocative of Jack Kirby at his Mm, illustration desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It is cool. So let me talk about the characters here. Mm. Reed's CGI does not look good. None of the CGI is good. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Let's get it out of the way. Aside from the touch-ups. Johnny's I like. It's all right. Um, it's fine. It's not great. The best CGI in the movie is what we now realize what we need to do with a lot of CGI is enhancement CGI. Mm-hmm. Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer, it's an actual suit on Doug Jones. Is it really? And then they just, sil- pretty much the way we see him strapped when they capture yeah. him, that's what the suit looked like on set. And then they uh, put the silver so on up. in post. That's how you do it. Reed's does not look good. I I really hope when he comes into the MCU in this movie though does not work. No, it does not. It's um, it's terrible in this movie. I know. I talked about it the last movie. It is. It's so jarring to see Chris Evans as the to be fair douchebag comic accurate Johnny Storm. Yeah, weirdly, Chris has said gone on record a lot lately, which kind of makes me go, "What's going on?" Saying that he would come back to the MCU to play this part. I mean, 
it's got to be, I mean, jump ahead to the end. He might be the person having the most fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's good in the role. I mean, yeah, he's not bad. It's just he's kind of one note. I would like to see this whole. I mean, there's no depth to this movie at all. No. Yeah, I mean, everyone is one note. Yeah, some people um, are no notes. I, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I really liked. So I'm curious. I really liked the Ben and Reed relationship. I thought it was. I thought it. It was. I thought we saw the real fine. connection there. I mean, it's fine. Who gives a shit? This movie is terrible. So even uh, even, yeah. even a good friendship doesn't make me interested in anything with this movie. I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating. I groaned 70 times watching this film. <laughs> That's unfortunate. You actually brought that thing to our wedding. I know, but there's a good reason. We have to get through this quickly. Oh, that's romantic. So as the wedding begins, Reed's systems detect the phenomenon approaching New York City. Mm-hmm. The object destroys the sensors while the Fantastic Four protect the crowd from a disabled helicopter. Johnny Storm pursues the object, finding that it is a humanoid. It looked like a man, but completely covered in silver, and it was flying this, like, like a surfboard type thing. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, no, not at all. So did you follow the shiny man to Lollipop Land or the Rainbow Junction? So the best CGI in the movie is the Silver Surfer, and I I think Johnny's flame on is fine. really solid. Uh, I read a note today that the <laughs> that I that kind of a no-shit moment. The yeah. Did you know that the blades of the helicopter that almost kills everyone in that scene... You know, those are CGI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone actually sat down at their computer or their phone and was like, people need uh, to know this. No shit, yeah. they're CGI. It would be like saying, hey, do you know the big giant uh, cosmic cloud that's Galactus? You know, that's CGI also. You know, the yeah. lightsabers aren't <laughs> actually real. It's usually either rotoscoping or now just enhancement over physical blades. I mean, we don't need um, this shit in the world. They They have to be real. Otherwise, how do they make the... Well, if, if it's the prequels, it's you it's and McGregor. It's you and McGregor. <laughs> That's right. I, I love that story so much because 100% I would be doing yeah. the exact and same the, thing. And the, the fact that it's George Lucas who had to be like, you know what? Well, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll just put those in in post. You don't have to. You don't have to actually make those nice. sounds. We can, we can take care of that. Uh, uh, did you see? So, um, again, any opportunity to talk about anything other than this? Uh, so, me and Papa just watched um, all of the. Good movie trailers mm. that aired at this. Yeah, he is to his credit. He is as excited about all of them as I am. Yeah. So the Flash, Guardians Three, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm listen, in. I've been I'm fucking in. I've been skeptical. Yes, the hints of the. And I am like, who's chopping onions in here, motherfucker? Also, can we talk about the uncanny valley of having 1983? Uh, Fucking Harrison Ford in the movie, it's like yes, yes, yeah. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it. It's uh, it's so uncomfortable. And, and listen, uh, Aubrey and I are watching. Uh, so we're big Yellowstone fans uh, in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching 1923, loving it as much as the original series 1883. Um, it. I've been harsh towards Harrison Ford. I've been harsh towards him, like shitting on his old properties, mainly like Han Solo, but. I think I'm coming around to your point of view that Indy is the one that he really loves. I I don't think he's going to do us dirty with this one. No. I mean, are you watching uh, Shrinking? No. No, That's really good. It's really good. Who's in? Siegel and Ford. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's really good. It's it's Ted Lasso good. 
Oh, that's a that's a bold claim. That is a bold claim. It's some of the best work I've seen Jason Siegel ever do. Oh, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, oh, I am too. I am too. It's Check just that out. Um, okay, so Johnny confronts the surfer who drags him into the upper atmosphere, then drops him back towards the earth. We get the trope of the flying hero who starts falling. Will he wake up in time before he hits? Flame on! And never, never worried for a second. Does an Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Uh, Tony and in, in, in the literally the first Iron Man. Yeah, bouncing off of some sand dunes. Uh, and so, of course, he reactivates his powers, survives the fall, landing in a desert. Later, when Susan tries to check Johnny after he becomes weakened by the surfer, she touches his forehead, and their powers switch. He becomes invisible. She is set on fire, which results in another humiliating public exposure for Susan. Why does this always happen to me? Well, uh, it's because perverted white men wrote this film and wanted to see the hot young lady naked. Yeah. It was gross in the first movie. I believe I pointed it out then. I'm going to point it out here. It's gross. It doesn't serve the plot in any way. Um, Do you remember the movie Pushing Tin? I do, with Billy Bob Thornton and John Cusack and uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they met, I think. Yep. So one of my coworkers watched it and they didn't finish it. And they were like, I just, it was all about like these gross guys. I'm like, yes, that's pretty much the movie. It's about gross guys. And they both want to bang uh, Angelina. Oh, no. Billy Bob Thornton's married to Angelina Jolie. John Cusack has sex with her in it, in the movie. Yeah. The characters, yep, yep. not in real life, because Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie were married in real life. So just want to be clear. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. There is the the old trope of two people start kissing, and then it's post-coitus. They're laying in bed. With the, but j- it, with the J-shaped sheet? No. On this, she has her bra on, which is another way they do it. But it's pulled down, so just her nipples are sticking out. Uh, like, in no fucking universe. Does a woman wear a bra that way? Yeah. Does a woman lay there with her boobs hanging out like that? Yeah. She's going to fix that or she's going to take the thing off. Don't pussyfoot around the nudity if you want to just show off Angelina Jolie's boobs. Gratuitous nudity, I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it to you a thousand times in person. I don't need it. Uh, uh, if it great. serves the plot, I'm fine with it. If it's just like, look at boobies. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. You know, this doesn't do anything. So the movie producer, Don Simpson, longtime partner of Jerry Bruckheimer. The um, late Don Simpson. Yeah. The late Don Simpson apparently was, I have heard, uh, notorious for no matter what movie he was producing. He wanted boobs in he it. He wanted yep. boobs in it. You know, there would be a scene in a strip club. So Beverly Hills Cop, right? Like they end up yep. in a strip club. Um, I think I've also heard tell that. Um, now, I, you know, why would I open us up to litigation? Not that anyone's coming after us, but yeah, got it. All right. Well, and Don Simpson's one of his last movies was like The Rock, right? Yeah. So that was released in '96 after he passed. He dies in January of '96. It comes out that that year, and he's credited posthumously. I wonder if uh, they went back and reshot uh, what's her face to see to ever not be topless. To feel like the rooftop sex scene oh, was originally. Yeah, yeah. If Don yeah. Simpson was involved, like, well, Don's not around anymore. We want to make sure this gets a, you know. Yeah. Uh, actually, fuck it. I'll say. It. Uh, so there's an apocryphal story that um, I think he did a lot of the like hotel auditions. Gross. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, what's his name? Um, big Jerry Bruckheimer. F- no, big fat uh, Miramax. 
uh, Predator. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Har- Weinstein's like, hey, that's a really good idea. Let me uh, let me see how no, he does who, it. Who did, uh, didn't Don Simpson, didn't they do a bunch of Miramax shit? Uh, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer? Bad Boys wasn't Miramax, was it? No, apparently they're making of Bad Boys 4 right now also. Why? Like, as we speak, they're filming it. So once again, Dear World... There's no such thing as cancel culture. Yeah, uh, I, it's been less than a year since Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock at the last Oscars, and he's already making a new movie. Yeah. Don't tell me he got slapped on the wrist and he was able to go on with his day. Money is the ultimate redemption, right? If you can make money for him, God, so, Jesus. Um, I don't know that they work together, but um, but they seem to be cut from the same cut milk. from the same cloth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, uh, Weinstein is a uh, drug it. So Don Simpson died of a drug overdose. Oh, oh yeah. And let me guess, cocaine. Uh, yes, and um, cocaine, oh Valium, venlaxifene, which I'm not familiar with, and more. I don't even know that one. Uh, oh, that's a brand name, Effexor. It's an antidepressant, but it's the kind of thing you shouldn't take with uh, cocaine, Valium, and morphine, which was what was in his system. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah, weirdly, um, you haven't watched it. I don't think you'll ever watch it. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, no, we the, did watch uh, it. Eh, the it. Op- did you notice that the opening thing for Jerry Bruckheimer also said Don Simpson? No. Did, oh, no, but huh. I, I just saw, as I was looking at his credits, he is credited because of the original film in it's, Maverick. Yeah. It showed up. I'm like, I, oh, did I click on Top Gun? Yeah. No, no, it's Top Gun Maverick. Well, the 2020 Bad Boys for Life also is credited as a Don Simpson, Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer film. Oh my God! Let the man. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Susan, um, you know, switches powers with Johnny, but then when they touch again, their powers revert. Mm-hmm. You know, I would also point out this is a pretty common trope throughout comic books and superheroes, right? Like the whole "what if the what if the team switches powers?" There's specifically a "what if." What if the Fantastic Four had had each other's powers? It's a it's a story that shows up all the time. It's a fun way to explore. Uh, the Tinkerbell movies did this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. One that of I the Tinkerbell that. movies, they all switch powers. And I was like, you just run out of shit to do at this point, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Reed's examination of Johnny reveals that exposure to the surfer has set Johnny's molecular structure in passive flux. Science, science, science. Allowing him to switch powers with his teammates through physical contact. So Danny, well, poor, poor Danny was in the room while I was watching this. And Ugh. the first time Reed stretched his arm out, she's like, why does yeah. his suit go with him? I'm like, um... In the comics, it is a bullshit, unstable molecule. Unstable molecule. She's like, that's stupid. I'm like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying but that's what but it but is. It's, it's also the smartest thing ever done. Like, just say it. It's a thing in the Marvel Universe, and it works in perpetuity throughout the entire universe, everywhere, and for all time. Perfect I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's better than... I mean, it was a funny joke in She-Hulk, but... Um, what did he say? Like, did he say sweatpants? Did Bruce say sweatpants are your friend or spandex is your friend? Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Spandex yeah. is your friend. <clears throat> Tracing the cosmic energy of the surfer rediscovers a series of planets the surfer has visited previously had all been destroyed eight days after that. And he has been creating deep artificial craters around the globe for some unknown purpose. So, uh, <laughs> 
I was going to make a joke, but I don't, I don't even have the energy. Uh, I, what's the point? This movie's stupid. This movie doesn't deserve my joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it won't get explained here, but again, an, a faint bit of lineage back to the source material. So I think these holes or craters trace back to in the comics. So when Galactus would devour a planet, he would basically, almost like the Kryptonian world transformation machines from Man of Steel. like the terraforming machines, yeah. Yeah, like he would have these machines that would, like, arrive on the surface and, you know, drill into the, into the you know, towards the core of the planet. And, mm-hmm. you know, not like it was just a physical process, but it was this whole idea of, like, sucking out all of the energy of the planet, all the life energy. I assume that that's what these craters are. They don't ever get explained. There's They don't do anything. Other than act yeah, they as a do. plot device. They're, they're the bowling ball holes yeah. for him to bowl yeah. the earth into the sun, I I'm guess. I'm sorry. How, how dare I? I? I can't believe I... <sighs> Reed determines the next crater will appear in London. The, tree, the team travels there. They arrive too late to stop the crater, and the Thames is... Uh, Thames drains into it. Uh, this also damages the London Eye. But the team, the team manages to save it from collapsing. For some reason, this part is in... Parentheses, although Don, Johnny almost thwarts their efforts when he unintentionally switches powers with Reed. Uh-oh. Because Johnny's a dum-dum and can't seem to remember, don't fucking touch anybody. Right, right. Now, what if he touched someone without powers? Y- Would he just transfer their powers to no. them and have no powers? No, I think it's, and actually, uh, again. Is uh, it from the cosmic, it, is this the only bit of science that actually makes sense in this movie? There. There's no science that makes sense in this movie. No, there's a th- no. They're all affected by the same way. Um, cosmic ion storm in the fern cosmic. in the first one. Yeah, cosmic and, storm in the first one. So and and actually, there's a th- and again a thread that goes nowhere early on when Reed first starts to you know tracking. Hang on, there's an entire duvet of threads <laughs> that go nowhere in this movie. Right, right. Um, early on when Reed starts tracking this energy signature. He says, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know why the line's there, because then nothing happens with it. He says it's the same kind of cosmic energy that transformed them, which which must explain why, you know, Johnny has this effect when after touching the surfer. But again, it might as well not be there because it's never explored. Like, I don't know where they're going with that. Todd, uh, nobody realized this until Star Trek The Next Generation was released on high definition. But there were all kinds of fun little signs on displays that the set crew would put up. And one of them is the GNDN. GNDN. What does that mean? Goes nowhere, does nothing. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever seen any of the... So it's in the... I think it's in Firefly, the series. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. Serenity, the movie. And I think it has to do with the fact that... um, it that was, you know, created for TV. Mm-hmm. There are shots of Wash flying, and there's uh-huh. no there's no yoke or control, but he's like basically mimicking as if there is one. Mm-hmm. And when it showed up on, must be when it like showed up on DVD or Blu-ray, uh, they must have changed the format. Yeah, uh, but you can see him like pantomiming like he's flying he's talking to mal because well, because on a standard definition tv it was four three yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's the smart thing that they did when they uh up converted all of next generation it's it's four three 
it, you've got two black bars on the sides of your got it. screen got if you've it. got it on Blu-ray. Because, like, we don't need that shit on the yeah, sides right. showing up here. That's right. We that's don't need right. a crew member in a T-shirt and jeans exactly. just hanging out in the corner. Starbucks cup sitting right on yeah. the bridge there. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Le- they pre-learned all the stuff that uh, Game of Thrones yeah. and The Mandalorian <laughs> has right. made mistakes with. That's right. Have you seen the gag of, uh, it must have been a family guy gag. It's a family of Starbucks cups, and they're sitting in the living room watching TV like it's, their kid's big debut, and the, oh, you hear gosh. like the Game of Thrones music or something, and they're like, "There he is! There he is!" <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's really that's good. good. That's, that's good, good stuff. That's pretty good. Okay, so the surfer's movements around the globe bring him past Latveria, where for some fucking reason sure. the cosmic energy affects Victor Von Doom, freeing him from the two years as a biometal statue. Because that would that's that's science. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> only cool thing here. Yeah. When it's panning through the castle right before it gets to his storage container, yep. which a kill all the people that didn't take you out of that container and like <laughs> make you a fucking statue. Um, did you see the costume that was right next to him? Uh, well, my no, but my note is they get the look of Doom's castle in Latveria pitch perfect. That is perfect, and his costume is classic Doom. The the green cloak that down to the big oh, giant. The big, uh, as guardian uh, circles, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, yes!" And then he never wears it. Yeah. In fact, his outfit, everything about him, him is Doom twenty ninety nine. Yeah. Yes, that's fair. I mean, down to the blue cloak instead of a green cloak. Sure. Like, so you're just you're just making him Doom twenty ninety nine. Yeah. Cool. Got I, it. Okay. I mean, we have a few shots. It looks dumber when he's just got the cowl and a half bandana. Um, no, but, you know why he has that? Because the studio thought his scarring looked bad in the first movie. Uh, so they, I mean, that's, and j- j- jumping to a note that I have later yeah. when the Silver Surfer blasts him and it actually heals him. Yeah, my note is because if Fox is going to pay for Julian McMahon to be in this movie, God damn it, you're going to see his fucking face. Yeah, his handsome face, but which uh, is uh, is it i, I mean like a classic you know you know chisel jaw that's shit but um the worst part is like the the scarred face is i mean it's better than the josh trank doom mm-hmm. right like at least mm-hmm. that's comic accurate scarred you know hideous feature for a hot second uh when they were writing this tim story wanted it to be a doom bot i mean that would i mean again See, that's the thing. They knew what they were working with. That's the part for me that's so disappointing. Make it a Doombot. Make it the Doombot that Doom downloaded his consciousness in. Sure. And it's come back to seek its revenge. Yeah. Any of of that would be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know what would be even better? Don't make this fucking film. Yeah. (laughs) That's, That's probably also fair. That's fair. Yeah. Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank! Only the title of Doctor? I don't think there are admirals either. Captain! I mean Commander, I mean. Look, Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest. 
then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I, I, I don't think um, Night Shift Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just oh. dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Doom is able to move again, but Scar traces the surfer to Russell's Glacier and makes him uh, makes him an offer to join forces. When the surfer rebuffs him, Doom attacks. I said wait! <laughs> surfer returns fire, blasting Doom into the ice through the cosmic energy of the surfer. Uh, the blasts heal Doom's body instead of killing him because we need Julian McMahon in this yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. He should have just died. Yep. Just... I I would respect this movie an iota more, but if he if they had been like, oh Doom's back, well Doom's dead, I would like, all right, this movie's going somewhere cool. Like if he had just killed him, I would have been more excited to watch the rest of this film. Doom returns and leverages his experience into a deal with the United States military, who have the Fantastic Four work with Doom reluctantly. Deducing that the surfer's board is the source of his power, Reed develops a pulse generator that will separate him from it, while Victor works on an unknown remote-like device. Now, I... I this is not how the Silver Surfer works in the comics. Well, no, but this is, this is a really cool thread back to the source material. In the comics, much like here, uh, the surfer literally through Sue Storm, right, is convinced to protect Earth from Galactus instead of offering it up on a platter. Um, in, in the comics? In the comics. and in, Does she do that by sleeping with him? I'm just assuming because it's Sue Storm. No, no, sadly. Uh, it's from the... the <laughs> Mar Marvel's most promiscuous character. Which is, un which is totally unfair to her. Uh, it's from the era in which... <laughs> I didn't write it. <laughs> ...that couldn't be seen because of the, the comics authority code. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, she she doinked a lot of guys. She though. did. I know it was bad. But uh, Namor, mm -hmm. Na Namor, same thing. Hang on, we're fine unless as long as we don't say that it was bad. It's her body, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. That's true. Uh, she doesn't. So, as evidenced by the fact that she initially appears as the invisible girl, oof. You know, she hasn't always had a lot of agency. So maybe that's now it. that they're all together. In in the MCU, yeah, they're not they haven't appeared yet, but they have the possibility. I want Jean Grey and Stu Storm to have a scene where they talk about their code names, like 
Yeah, we know. They're yeah. stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. They're stupid. It's time. Yeah. It's time. I mean, in neither one of these franchises, they can say their code names. They're always Sue sure. and Gene. You know you fucked up when you yeah. gave them their code <laughs> That's names. That's true. That's true. Um, but so in the comics, after the surfer has his turn towards heroism to protect the Earth, Galactus mm-hmm. punishes him by exiling him, stranding him on Earth. And for decades... You know, the surfer is on the earth. He can't leave the earth. Uh, Fast forward, they kind of reboot the, not reboot, but they like revive the surfer with his own title and they're going to let him off world. And we learned that the barrier that was keeping him on earth that Galactus had erected, the barrier was keeping the board on earth. And basically he hops like a ride on somebody's ship. He goes outside the barrier. The guardians. The, you know, not the guardians, but but close no. enough. Um, but I thought that was a, a. So again, I 100% believe that these guys went deep into the lore, and they they know what they're working with, which makes the finished product all the more disappointing. So. I mean, yes, that, but they, they definitely have that because it would be like, oh, I mean, nobody here on this team has. Johnny's probably the most powerful with being able to set things on fire. But if this was an actual cosmic being like he is in the comics with no real, like, defense, the Fantastic Four and everyone on Earth is dead. Like, they have to give him an Achilles heel. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So they probably – breaking the story in the writer's room, if they even did that between the lines of coke they were doing – they they oh, probably the movie. were I like, you meant the comics the movie yeah no yeah. no the movie they probably were like oh um we got to give him some sort of Achilles heel and someone was like well there was this, much like you maybe someone in the room knew the story and like oh that's perfect we'll just make it that the board gives him his power the and then we can the- have Doom have his power because why the fuck not yeah. cosmic Doom well, sure well now listen so I had a note for that later but I'll say it here that's also another nod to Doom's lore. If you go back to the 1984 original Secret Wars, the whole you know climax of that occurs when is when Doom steals the Beyonders energy. Um, right. There's a Fantastic Four arc. Uh, uh, what was it called? Like the hmm, something of Galactus, in which Doom tries to steal Galactus's power. Issues 57 to 60 in Fantastic Four. Oh, I'm sorry. Doom steals the surfer's power. I mean, like, again, they knew exactly what they were drawing from. Um, it's even showing up now. The the modern reboot of Secret Wars that came out, what, 2013? You know, within the last 10 years or so. Um, you know, That's right. You're, got, re- you're reading that to get ready for Secret, Secret Wars, Wars yeah. the movie. It's, yeah. it's, you know, basically God Emperor Doom, right? He's Doom. Oh, He's, Lord. Yeah. Do you think Doom will show up in MCU? Do you think that's when we'll get him? I mean, I have to assume that we're not getting... Because it's post the Fantastic Four movie, so... I, I don't under I can't imagine that we get the Fantastic Four without Doom. My assumption is Doom has to be the villain of their movie. But that has to be like, they introduce him here, and he becomes a persistent overarching threat across the MCU. Well, they've already said that the most of the Fantastic Four movies going to take place in the 60s. They're going to be sent back in time. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they're going to be sent back in time. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. Please tell me you're fucking no. with me. What? Okay. Well, listen. All right. I okay. think, I think okay. it might be like, I've heard some people say, now this could all be bullshit. Like, 
Sure. I saw today or yesterday that Allison Bree is being looked at for Sue Storm, which, yeah, bring bring Allison Bree into the universe because I love Allison Bree. Um, of course, but I don't know. We need an Allison Bree type. Yeah, for She Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's Sue Storm though, and sadly, she might be too I mean, old. No, she's fine. They're gonna go for a young cast. They're that, gonna go for a young. That, that's she the might problem. Be too is, old. She's yeah. she's my age. So, but if you go for a young, if you go for a young cast, then you get the Josh Trank. And I'm sorry, read like defining feature the Gray Temples. What Gray Temples? He doesn't have Gray Temples in this movie. Sure, he does. Oh, barely. No, no, no. He, had, he has like the fucking idea. It's, no, it's not. It is much less pronounced than it is in the first movie. Well, I, I, it to the point where there's a shot of like of their of the paper. From the for their wedding day, and it's obviously two promo pictures from the first fucking movie because Fox couldn't bo- be bothered to actually get them in the studio to do something else. And you see how much more gray he had in his in his temples at that point. I'm just like, <laughs> it looks like he just has like, uh, like the sides of his the bottom part of his temples um, shaven close. Doesn't look like it's white at all and it should be fucking stark white uh, i mean so i know the promo shot you're talking about and you're right that one doesn't make sense but i think they get it right but he promise he definitely needs to be older than they're going to cast they they cannot cast this the fantastic four like in the age of the josh trank it makes zero sense no miles teller was too young but yoan griffith is he, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a little young. Don't don't forget the reason he has the white temples is because the cosmic rays hit him in the first movie. That, so you can put him at any age that you want. That's just one of the side effects that's of backing, the yeah, cosmic rays. I guess. I guess. All right. Put him in. His, put him. Put him. In, I don't know. Thirty. He 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 needs to be at least as old as Tony. Robert Downey Jr. No, not if we're introducing him into the MCU. Uh, oh, I I mean, he's supposed to be like a... Because he would have shown up at some point before then, just as a scientist, like... Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, but but he's got to be a contemporary... You know we, yeah. got, we, got, we got two years before that movie comes out. Who gives a shit? It's, uh, we, we'll be getting casting notes, I don't know, end of this year probably. All right, well then let's get back to this movie. Hey, uh, do you know a little thing about this Black Forest you're about to talk about? Did it look familiar to you? No, why? Because it's the same fucking forest that was in the first three X-Men films. Is it really? By it's Alkali Lake Alkali in the Lake. first one <laughs> and in the second one. And then it's the forest that uh, Logan tries to attack uh, uh, Magneto that's in. That's funny. <laughs> like, we like that forest. Is there, it's Canada. It's mostly forest. How are we ending up in the same spot <laughs> in Every single and like it's not even like oh it's kind of the same force. I'm like I believe all four of these films shot in the same twenty <laughs> foot radius. It's just so embarrassing. Now in the Black Forest, in the X Men Forest, in the X Men Forest, Susan is confronted by the Surfer, during which he reveals he is merely a servant to the Destroyer of Worlds and regrets the destruction that he causes. Blah blah blah. The military opens fire on the Surfer which distracts him and allows the four to fire the pulse, separating the surfer from his board. Mm. The military imprisons the surfer in Siberia. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, the, the literally the sign in English over the entrance to the military installation. Oh, you think I was paying that much attention to this yeah. shit show? It's. I'm sorry. Why does the U.S. Army 
have a facility in Siberia. Hmm. Um, let's not. Okay. <laughs> let's not pull that. All right. One. So uh, in Siberia, they torture the surfer for information. Now, recalling the work, the surfer's words and seeing that he protected Susan from the missiles, the four decide they must speak to him behind the military's back. Susan uses her powers to sneak into his cell, where she learns his master is known on his homeworld as Galactus, a cosmic entity which feeds on life-bearing planets to survive. He had to serve Galactus. Mind you, again, not a giant dude. A fucking cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary cloud. Uh, it, he had to serve the scary cloud to prevent his world from being destroyed, and that the surfer's board is a homing beacon leading Galactus to Earth. The reason why he tried to protect Susan is because she reminded him of his loved ones. Was he hitting on her? Feels like he was hitting yeah. on her. <laughs> All right. Doom, presuming... Pursuing the power of the board steals it from the compound using a wrist pad that, like, the military are dum-dums in this movie. This guy tried to take over the world two years earlier, and he's off. He's not helping Reed. He's just off in the corner working on something, and no one from the military is like, man, what you doing back there? there? It takes Sue to be like, what are you doing back there? And he was like, mind your business. Sue, go to the general and be like, hey, uh, Doom's working on something fucked up. You might want to go look at that. The, the, somewhere there is an admin troop who okayed that access who's having a really bad day. Really, really bad day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he used the wrist pad to create uh, to get uh, create in secret. Is it secret or, again, is it like 10 feet away from everybody else? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. To gain control of the board and its powers. Doom subdues several soldiers. <laughs> who could have seen this coming? Dune's turn. Yeah. Like, who could have seen the bad guy being the bad guy? Yep. It's it's almost like when uh, Nazis are bad guys in movies. I just, <laughs> That's right. Or in real life. Kills General Holt. What did you say? I called him General Holt, not even General Hager. Yeah. That's how little I care. Yep. That's how little I care about this movie. Yep. And escapes to China. China. The Fantastic Four rescue the surfer and pursue Doom in the Fantastic Car. Yeah. Yeah. The worst, shittiest product placement where you see the Dodge symbol on the front. Hemi? Of course. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares about Hemi's? You know, that, I don't. You know, that was a real movement. I think of, for me, the quintessential example will be Drew Barrymore going on, was it Letterman or somebody, but talking about how great, like, the craft microwavable mac and cheese was because when you come home, mm-hmm. after been, like there was a, right there was that time when ad marketing was moving, trying to like embed the marketing organically into content, so you couldn't <sighs> skip it fast forward. Right? Yeah, this is the this is the very worst of that. Do you know what a hemi, a hemi is? It's a kind of engine. It's a hemispherical combustion engine. It's instead of the pistons being flat top, they've got like domes to them. Yes. It creates less surface to area. It's it's bullshit because it's a Dodge and it's still gonna fucking break. <laughs> Dodge come after me. Make shit cars. Oh, ouch. Ouch. That's unfortunate. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> they confront um Doom in uh Shanghai. Sure. Sure. During the showdown, Susan is impaled in the chest, protecting the surfer from a spear from doom. 
and dies? Question mark. Uh, maybe. Because in like a couple minutes, I'm confused. The surfer regains control of the board and his powers restored. He uses it to revive Susan. When does he do that? I don't remember him ever going near Susan. He gets the board, goes to Galactus. He never no. comes oh, near. No, 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 he does. He does. He comes. Oh, maybe. I may have fallen asleep. Yeah, he, he does. And in fact, we know that he's acting at the very limits of his powers because he starts to get the blotchy. He loses the the silver in blotches. I totally fell asleep yeah, then. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> totally nodded off for a minute because fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> with the server powerless, Johnny absorbs the combined powers of the entire team in order to battle the cosmic energy power doom. Uh, again, nod back to the source material, the super scroll. They get Johnny's manifestation of all the powers. It's a super scroll. It's a super They've scroll. They've admitted it. And yeah. it's pitch perfect. So the yeah, combination of the f- it, this may be the best part of the movie because yeah. it's super dumb and fun and it looks it looks so good yeah yeah agree and even Chris Evans saying it's clobbering time I'm okay with I'm okay with that yeah hundred percent yeah it's clobbering time I'm not okay with when he says when Ben says it when they're in the bar earlier <laughs> I think it might be clobbering time. Johnny succeeds in breaking Doom's device and his control over the surfer board when Ben Grimm uses a crane, a nearby crane, to knock Doom into the harbor. Then Doom just apparently drowns. Yep, no more Doom. Well, that was, he had a good run. <laughs> well, waste of a character. Galactus has already arrived, however. I'm sorry, do you mean Parallax? Parallax. Just, <laughs> how dare you? We still have to do that movie. We still have to do that movie. Or maybe you picked that tonight. Who knows? It's your birthday. I did not. Um, uh, has, our, has already arrived, and Susan dies in Reed's arms. I guess she did die. Um, the surfer regains control of the board. Power is restored, which he uses to revive Susan and defend Earth. Uh, flying into Galactus with Johnny, with help from Johnny. Cool little moment. If you notice when he is talking directly to Galactus, who Lawrence Fishburne yes. originally wanted to voice Galactus, and they're like, um, Galactus is not going to talk in this yeah, movie. He's not a person. He's a cloud. He's like, oh, I'll do this yeah. over surfer then. Uh, if you look some of the lightning, you see the yeah. the, tri- uh, yes. the, the diamond head to it. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's, okay. It's a Just nod. have it be that guy then. Yeah. Just have it be the giant... Man, the conflict results in a massive energy blast engulfing Galactus in a cosmic rift, destroying it, and seemingly the surfer as well. Johnny's second exposure to the surfer heals him, and he can no longer switch powers with his teammates because reasons. Um, so this is just dumb. If the oh, surfer... Oh, this. Wait a minute. This yeah, is dumb? Yeah. This is... Uh, now I've had it. So if the surfer could do this at any time, basically like go Nova with the power mm-hmm. cosmic, why didn't he take out Galactus eons ago to prevent because him? Because the hot girl hadn't talked to him yet. Oh, fuck. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because misogyny. Now, shortly after the events in Shanghai, Reed and Susan get married in Japan only to be interrupted yet again by an alert that Venice is sinking into the sea. To Reed's delight, Sue has the wedding finished quickly before they race off to save the city. Uh, first, we, we didn't talk about, did you recognize the priest? Brian Posehn, yeah. So that's two movies in a row with giant bearded comedians. Because last time <laughs> yeah. we had Steve yeah, Agee. And I was like, yeah. oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, so do you notice what's not said during the wedding ceremony when they jump ahead? Uh, I Do they not say I do? It's the Princess Bride principle. They're not married. He didn't say it. He didn't do it. 
My question is. Uh, oh, you have a question. I oh, do. Good. So this. So again, knowing that at this point, Fox had the rights to the silver uh, to the Fantastic Four and all the associated characters. Mm-hmm. Do you think Venice sinking into the sea was that a nod to to Namor? Yeah, Namor. 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 Um, probably. Yeah. He's gonna fuck Sue too. He. <laughs> Yes, yes. I feel horrible. I don't believe in slut shaming. Uh, but not, I feel like that's what, the, I'm what, not wait, saying you are. On, I'm not on. saying you are. I am not slut shaming. I am pointing out factual moments that happen in the comics. I, I feel like that's the unfortunate subtext uh, when we start talking sure, about this. Sure, it is yeah. not my subtext. Not I'm ours, just simply yeah. pointing out the people that you know the notches on Sue Storm's bedpost. Yeah. Ouch! Ouch! I have no problem with with her banging. She can bang all the dudes. Bang all she wants. As uh, once happened when we had to kick out two drunk people. From uh, Big Box uh, grocery store I used to work for, as they were walking through the parking lot, one of them said to the other, "You can fuck as many men as you want. I don't care." <laughs> and Sue, you can fuck as many men as men as you want. I don't care. All right, go right ahead. Go for it. You do you. Yeah. And you know you do guys too. Sure. Um, in a mid-credit scene, because why? Why? Oh wait, yes. Uh, they go to save the city and movie. Except Wait. for some fucking reason. In the mid credit scene, a shot of the Silver Surfer is shown. He's seemingly lifeless body floating through space until his eyes open. And his board races back towards him, indicating he's alive. My simple note is, who fucking cares? Not this guy. That's my note. Yep. You're not wrong. And that, dear friend. It's movie. It's movie. All right, Todd. We, All right. We never, Casey, I, I never have to watch this movie ever again. I'm never no. going to watch this movie ever again. Why would you? No. no. But Casey, we do have some questions that we need to ask. Yeah. So uh, I think we already answered this. Who's your favorite character? Uh, it's Johnny. Yeah, it's yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Uh, no, you know what? It's the board. I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a uh, Captain America. Uh, it's the board. The motorcycle. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one. It, what is the best scene? Anytime Andre Brower oh. is on screen, uh, sure. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's that moment. It's when Johnny's got all of their powers. Yeah, that, sure. That's perfect. Right out. That could have been a panel in the comic book. The partly invisible, flaming, stretchy thing, hand ready to punch. Yeah, that was. There you go. Perfect. In this Just the visual of that. Diarrhea-filled toilet bowl of a movie. Oh, ouch, ouch! That is the best scene. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, hey, uh, Todd, what's one scene you would cut? I mean, I mean, aside the entire film. You're you're not improving this by cutting anything. It's not a long film. It's like one twenty-eight with credits. But yeah, boy, there's. Oh, I know. I, I got one in particular. It starts with uh, the. No, no, no. And, I have oh. an actual scene in the movie. Oh, okay, it's the bachelor it. party scene. All of it. Just fucking sure. get rid of it. Sure. Yeah. But but it's you so can apply stupid. that logic to almost any other scene in the movie. The bachelor which, scene stuff is so bad, it's not even included in the Wikipedia plot summary for this movie. <laughs> even the person who wrote this said, no, no, no. We don't need people we to don't read about this. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Sure. And then finally, um, K- uh, and we may have just talked about this as well. Casey, who's the actor having the most fun? Oh, it's Chris Evans. 
It's Chris Evans. He's having a blast. He's Dude wants blast. to come back to play this part again? Sure. Bring him back. Sure. I love I'll Chris. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Sure. Sure. Oh, so Casey, the IMDb score for this movie <laughs> is a 5.6 out of 10. Hmm. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, Fantastic Four, 4 out of 10. I, I want to acknowledge where they were reaching back to good stuff, but boy, none of it worked. Four out of 10. Negative 5.6. Ouch. Ouch. Negative wow. 5. This doesn't even deserve stars. Wow. These are black Ouch. holes. Black holes. Okay. All right. Uh, Dad's Breakdown. No. Should no, you watch no, no, the kids? No, no one should watch it. Should watch it with anyone. Yeah, this movie should be it. not exist. It's pretty yeah. simple. Uh, now, we do disagree. I don't think it butts up against the line of a hard PG. I think that even when when Sue is impaired with the spear, there's no blood. I don't, so, I don't mind about that. It's the torture. A, it's the nudity. Okay. It's the, yeah. not nudity, but the... I, I, ironically, if you had a kid young enough to not understand that, then there are some cool visuals. I, I bet a little kid would like Reed's stretchy. Oh, God. I mean... I. No one yeah. should like Reed Stretchy. It's yeah. it's horrible. Oh, oh, it sounded worse when you. Well, said maybe it. Sue. Okay. Maybe Sue enjoys Reed Stretchy. <laughs> okay, all right. So, Good hey, Casey. Her. Normally, he can stretch it the, both length and girth, and, right? And girth, yeah, presumably. Uh, Casey, normally this would be the point where we pull a movie, mm. but we're not doing that. Yes. So before I tell you the movie. Uh, let me, listen, let me, let we me watched la- a good movie for me. So you let, let me lay out what what was on the table of things <laughs> okay. I could choose. Okay. First. Yep. I, hang on, I gotta up. I gotta up my. Uh, oh, Batman. Okay, the uh, Batman. That w- the Batman. Oh. It's a solo film. I could have chosen that. Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, in the. We've Marvel have we universe. watched literally every other Batman appearance in the helmet. I think yeah, we have pretty much, yeah. Okay. In the bat in the MCU, it, I could have continued and gone to the next movie, which would have sure. been Spider-Man: Homecoming. My dude. Yeah, yeah. Getting both those, my two favorites, out of the way. Yeah. I could if I had done the DC EU or whatever they want to call that section because rebooting it. So who gives a shit? It would have been yeah. the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's a good pick. But, you but instead, uh, I'm going to continue the X-Men universe, and we're going to watch Deadpool. Oh, hello. Wait a minute. Is that our next X-Men movie? Hmm? Sure is. You, you were so bril- worried. I loved it. You brilliant son of a bitch. Oh, my God. And oh, please so take my oh, hello out of there, and please put Wade's. Oh, hello. Oh, fuck Yes, let's mm-hmm. watch this motherfucking trailer. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. The cancer's only in my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. It's all things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me, so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, We'll see about that, Pop Spice. Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? Hey, 
the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Daddy needs to express some rage. Reeks like old lady pants in here. Sounds like you have a dick in your mouth. Oh, motherfucker, you are hard to look at. Like a testicle with teeth. You look like Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah. Exactly. I'm touching myself tonight. You are. Haunting. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. Thank you. Oh my god, dude. The TJ Miller all, which, of it aside, I'm very excited to watch this film. But TJ Miller can just go straight to hell. Um, I'm not gonna worry about that. Uh no, I'm I not worried about it. I'm gonna yeah. separate the art from the artist. I'm already gonna say Weasel's probably one of my least favorite characters in this film. Oh, that's unfortunate. I love Weasel. T.J. Miller aside, I love Weasel in the film. He's fine. Um, here's a question, though, because there's a bunch of them. Which Deadpool are we watching? The only Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is the only one with more than one version. Uh, Deadpool, 2, Deadpool has just Deadpool. Deadpool 2 has Deadpool. Deadpool, the ultimate, uh, the super-duper cut. And then Once Upon a Deadpool. Or Once Upon a Deadpool? Those are all Deadpool 2. Okay. Because they couldn't figure out which way they wanted the movie to be marketed. Okay, that's <laughs> we funny. wanted it to be just regular R, super duper R. Spoiler for when we get to it, that's the one we're going to watch. The super or, duper R. Or we're okay. going to watch the super duper cut because okay. it's a better film, in my the opinion. Super duper cut. Okay, perfect. Mainly for one moment, and I will wait till we get to that because right now we're we're going to watch um, the good Deadpool, yeah. the one I like much more. Now, of course, we've run into this sometimes. Uh, so IMDb will only have the uh, the theatrical release. So for the 2016... There's only a theatrical release for this no, one. No, 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 but the Super Duper Cut. I'm saying the Super, super Duper, Duper Cut is Deadpool 2. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, okay. <laughs> Literally so just explain this. <laughs> I I was skeptical. But, okay. Would no, you like to... I promise you. I Okay. I, I do my I research. You. I believe you. I believe you. There's Absolutely. only one version of this movie. Okay. All right. It's fine. Uh, would you like to hazard a guess? How does Wade Wilson stack up uh, in terms of the tail of the tape? What's the rating for Deadpool? Wade Wilson's second appearance on our podcast? Um, yes. Yes. His be- Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We, we don't talk about. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. I mean, we're, we're going to. Uh, well, we're going. I'm going to quote. Uh, Patrick Patrick again. Uh, the first rule of a bad movie is you don't talk about that bad movie, which <laughs> we did right. this episode pretty much. Yeah. Um, 
we did the contractual obligation of yep. talking about the beats of the movie. We did. Um, I'm going to say it's probably in the low nines. Uh, 8.0. Criminally wow. low. That is yeah. interesting. That is it's all those uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, haters. Uh, it's all the, what's the, uh, what's Wexler's main, uh, my new European uh, football better. They don't have a big, I don't, Wrexham, I don't think they have. Wrexham like doesn't a, have a big uh, rival a rivalry. Team? I don't think so. Wrexham rivals, uh, the Chester, Chester and Shrewsbury town. Oh, yes. Who can forget Chester and Shrewsbury <laughs> town? Yeah, right, sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm sure you're a wonderful group of people. I, I have no idea. Yeah. If there are any listeners from that town, I apologize for making fun of your team. Yeah, um, that's a rub. That's way low. That's, That's way, low. way low. It's way low. Oh, but I am so excited. I oh my this gosh. is a movie. Casey, it's a great call. This is a great this call. is a movie where you got into a little bit of trouble. Did I? Yes. We were gonna go see it. It was a group of friends. And you're like, I don't know if I can make it that night. So we all went to go see it. And then your wife put up on Facebook, just saw Deadpool with Todd, a great movie. And we're like, you motherfucker. Right. You should have right. just said, I got to see it with my wife. Yep. Yep. That's right. I that's did. okay. I got a I free got beer out of it. That was your. That's true. That's true. That <laughs> yeah, was I, like, I don't get a beer the next yeah. time. I'm like, I yeah. mean, I was just kind of busting your balls, but if you want to buy me a beer. And I'm, you, you know, drank shit. it. That's I did. Right. It was good. It was good. Oh, man. That's a great pick. I'm so happy to celebrate but the, your you birthday. you see the embarrassment of riches I had in front of me? Like, none of the yeah, things oh, no. I just listed were bad. I'm like, yeah, that's what do I pick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know what, though? I feel like we've earned this. We've had a rough run. Oh, we've it was going to be one movies. of those movies. It was going to be yeah, one yeah. of the movies I just listed. I wasn't going to pull, like, Condor Man Condor, or something. Condor Man 2, Return yeah, of the Electric Feather. Electric Woogaloo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Return>. <laughs> Based on the Listen, novel Push by Sapphire. Yeah. I would watch Condor Man 2, Return of the Feather. <laughs> oh, it's Condor. Man. It's, um. Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? His character's not, name. Do not ask me to recall a fact from that movie because Natalia was the girl. Sure. What was his name? I, 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 Anyways, it, it's their son, and he's discovered that his father wait, was. Wait, wait. There's no, a Condor no, man. No, I was. No, fu- but, okay. uh, how awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that. Woodrow Woody Wilkins. Woody. Woody. Yeah. Woody. Uh, now, Casey, we've shared a lot of opinions, a few about this movie, and then a lot about a lot of other things. If people have their own opinions, they want to share them with us. How should they do that? Where can they track us down? The podcast, uh, we are on, <laughs> we're still on Twitter at TSPHC Tweets. We're on Hive at TSPHC. Instagram, Superpod HeroCast, and Mastodon. We're finally on there at, at TSPHC at nerdculture.de. Once again, Mastodon, got to fix that. Come on, yeah. if you're going to beat Twitter, you got to be better. And of right. course, the oh god, the nostalgic way to reach us is yes. an accurate description of it. Uh, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. Find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. You can find his music at silvermansound.com. 
And finally, once again, thank you for listening to our podcast, for downloading this episode, for hopefully subscribing, and also thank you to Night Shift Radio and Night Shift Media Group themselves for hosting us. Thank you especially to Michael and Sabrina for having the chutzpah to uh, take our little podcast and bring it over to their network. If you want to find out anything else about Night Shift Radio, go to nsrad.io. They've got a lot of really cool podcasts on there. Something for you to enjoy. Absolutely. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be heroic. All right, man. We did it. Oh, we did it. We're we done we with made this it through. Shitty now we have a good movie franchise. to do. Yes.